You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato, and welcome to episode 70 with Axel Myographer, and uh, he's actually a retired Air Force officer. Um, he started his first company in 2005, which focused on consulting, um, employee skills, development, and, and program management. He still does that. Uh, however, he's, his business kind of led him to develop his own uh, residential real estate investment portfolio, and which is still growing today. Um, and he uh, invests in uh, turnkey uh, properties and, and providers. And, uh, you know, he also coaches people how to do that as well. So I definitely want to hear his insight and, um, you know, looking forward to sharing that with our audience here. So Axel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Anthony. Sure. So why don't you give everybody a background and, and explain what turnkey is and kind of how you got here and why did you decide to do turnkey over other types of investments. We can kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of started out originally um, when I was still in the Air Force that uh, we were being moved around quite a bit. And a couple of times it just made more sense to hold on to a house that we owned and rented rather than trying to sell it and find a new one in the new location. But that always brought up the issue of who is gonna manage it when we're not there. Right. And so initially we, we got property management companies and I, I know you had many people on your show that have probably pointed out that property management is really one of the most important things in this context. And then um, in 2001, 2002, when I retired from the Air Force, um, I got a job offer to the Santa Barbara area, California, as anybody knows, quite expensive. And I had always seen uh, real estate investing or residential real estate investing as my path basically to have a personally financed uh, retirement plan. And it became very quickly obvious that doing this um, in, in the area, in the Santa Barbara area or expanding it from there is pretty much prohibitive because it's really expensive to live there and properties are really expensive. So it would have taken years and years of saving money to ever have enough for a down payment. So I looked into other options. I went on bigger po pockets. I started reading books and stuff like that and realized there are actually turnkey providers out there that uh, do this basically for you. And the more I did the research, I found out, yes, I had this experience from property management, but the research also showed that not every turnkey provider is the same. And nowadays, I basically, as you said, I still have AMC as a consulting company doing the things that you mentioned. But I also uh, now have basically started something called Ideal Wealth Grower that also has a website and other things where I mentor people based on my experience, because we have a handful of turnkey providers we work with that I actually bought properties from and that I introduced to clients, but the same thing for insurance providers, lenders, and stuff like that. And um, there is something that I discovered about what I call the virtuous triangle. And we can dive into that a little bit more for your audience, which basically says, what are really the key criteria that we look for when we are selecting and working with a turnkey provider versus a lot of the other turnkey providers or 
organizations that call themselves turnkey providers um, that don't meet those criteria. Got it. So what are the certain criteria that you're, you're looking for? Um, where, what are the markets are you uh, bullish on, uh, bearish on? Uh, obviously, you, you mentioned you're in the San Diego, Santa Barbara area, and it's very tough to find properties there. Um, and what exactly is turnkey again, just to refresh our audience? Right. Okay, great. Well, so turnkey basically fundamentally means somebody is offering you a property that is hopefully completely renovated or partially renovated in some cases. We only go for properties that are completely renovated. Basically, everything is new like that. And I go into this, if you like, a little more in depth. But fundamentally, a company finds a property, buys it, renovates it, then offers it to an investor and, um, and sells it to you as an investor. And in the case of the turnkey companies that we are working with, it is fundamentally important that they are also the ones who do the property management, meaning they find the, the tenant, they do the maintenance on the property and so forth. And so when I talked about those criteria, that's one of the core things. The turnkey company, in the ones we work with, they need to be the ones that actually initially find a property in their area of operations that is suitable for an investor. So right now I own predominantly three bedroom, two bath uh, properties. I'm now, uh, I've told all our turnkey providers, the, the handful, the four or five we're working with, that going forward, I would uh, be more interested in finding four bedroom, two bath properties. And we can touch on that a little more, why that changed from three bedrooms to four bedrooms. But so they need to find it. Then they create a scope of work. What are all the things that need to be renovated? You know, like new electric, any kind of plumbing issues, any kind of foundation issues, new kitchen, bathrooms, roofs, windows, you name it. Oftentimes the properties they find, I always call them the ugly duckling on a, in a nice residential area. Right. And then they bring that up to a modern standard, modern code, a really nice, it almost feels like you, you walk into a, a brand new building, except for the fact that some of the components may be there for 20 or 30 years already. Then the second component, second important criteria is that even though you typically as an investor don't have much of an opportunity to negotiate price because they set the price based off what they paid for it, what they put in renovation plus their profit margin. So you, a lot of people say, yeah, you pay a little more, but they also carried all the risk, right? From finding the property and assuming that all the things that they can see are really only all the things that need to be renovated. So now you have that price. And what I call this virtuous triangle is because if they also have to find the tenant and we, for example, require that for each purchase, we get a one-year guarantee on all work, which means when they renovate it, they better do a good job and all the ones we work with naturally do so that they don't have to go out and do a whole lot of maintenance calls from the tenant. We don't have to pay for it. If it were to happen, they have to pay for it. So it, it might as well do a really good high quality renovation. And then they basically, if there is something after the first year or in rare cases, it can happen that there might be something during the first year. I mean, you never know when you install something new, you know, when you turn on the force and it looks good. And after using it for a month, it might develop a little leak and you still have to go out and, and fix it. Right. But minor little stuff like that. So they are also with the team and 
ideally you want to have it that the people who are originally involved in the renovation are also part of the team that gets sent out to do the maintenance because they know everything that they did to the property, right? So that's the triangle. They find it and renovate it. They sell it to you and then they maintain it and manage it for you. And that's the criteria that I put on and always recommend for all the mentoring and coaching clients that we have in Idea Wealth Grower, that that's the kind of turnkey provider that you want to look for. Now, you can work with the ones that I have and have developed the relationships. And you can imagine it's easy to get in the door when we already on, on, the, on our personal side own four or five property with somebody and we bring one of our mentoring clients that they get like the VIP treatment. But it doesn't mean somebody who works with me or with, with us at Idea Wealth Grower has to only go with our turnkey providers. It only means we would like for you to understand the benefits of finding those kind of turnkey providers. Now there's one tricky thing about it. If you do really good renovation, high quality materials, um, and you're setting a price that still allows you to make a profit, then the tricky part is that at least the lenders that we recommend and work with ourselves require a, an appraisal that is at or above asking. Right, and that can be tricky because uh, there are these kind of really, really good turnkey providers out there and you would probably love to work with them. I love to and would love to work with them, but they have the issue that 30% or so of their properties don't appraise at the asking price. And the really tricky part, if you take a real example, right? Like, so they bought a property for $30,000, they put $50,000 in, they sell it to you for 100, right? So they made their profit on that, but it only appraises for 95. Well, those $5,000 difference have to come out of your pocket because the lender is not gonna give you that money, right? And so it's not that easy. It sounds maybe all very clear. Yeah, find a good property, uh, renovate it well, sell it for a fair price and then manage it. Yep. But the, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of turnkey providers out there very quickly reduces to a very small number that actually meets those criteria. That was great. So you talked about a lot there. So can you kind of, so for our audience, so the turnkey is it's single family, correct? As yeah. Well, I mean, there are others that do other things, but we specialize in turnkey providers that do single family all the way up to fourplex. So basically okay. in the FHA range so that you can get regular FHA secured financing and stuff like that. So a single family house, duplex, triplex, fourplex, that's basically the space. Got it. And what type of return criteria are you looking for when you're dealing with the turnkey provider? Yeah, we basically, for ourselves and, and also for our mentoring clients, always teach and apply the 1% rule. So this is one of the big things, what I meant when I said, you know, living in, I now live in San Diego, we moved move from Santa Barbara area to San Diego, but it's not that much cheaper here. So the problem is that it's not that they don't have houses for sale, but they don't perform. That's the thing, right? Like if I buy a house here in our area, three bedroom, two bath in a reasonable uh, um, state, somewhat renovated, at least relatively current, you're looking at five to $600,000. So that would mean if I wanna find a tenant, that tenant has to pay me five to $6,000 a month and that is just pretty much prohibitive, right? You may be getting 2,500, even maybe 3,500. But what I rather have is five properties and we do literally do have five properties where each is $100,000 
and I make between uh, 950 and 1,050 rand. And that is something that somebody can also afford because I, I always say it's not so much even though I don't mind to be called an investor and I am an investor and my clients uh, that we mentor and coach are investors. But if you really bring it down to the basics, I much rather like to see us as a service provider for a very fundamental service and that is shelter for people and their families. Right. And when you think about it from that perspective, I want to give them a nice property, like I said, the three bedroom, two bath or four bedroom, two bath property, nicely renovated that they're really proud to live in and call their home for one, because then they treat it well and, and don't trash it or anything like that. Um, but it also performs, which means I have passive income, even after all the costs that the property comes with, basically. And the tenant is not only getting the nice property, but they also don't have to pay 45, 55, 60% of their income in, in living expenses, right? For just for the rent. And that's, I think, an important ratio that we're facing these days more and more is that in certain parts of the country, the cost of living, not, not the food, but the, the shelter basically has gotten so expensive that you can't move anymore and that people put all kinds of stuff on credit cards and car loans and so forth and still feel like they can't get ahead, right? And so we really feel, I really strongly feel we, we want to provide a good service, a high quality service for, for a good price, for this fundamental need of having a good place to live for your family. Got it. Can you talk about the, the, I guess, the pros and cons compared to the turnkey single families two to four, as opposed to, you know, larger commercial multifamily apartment buildings? Um, you know, if, especially with, you mentioned, we were talking a little bit before with COVID going on and there's, it depends where you're investing, but in some st parts of the country, there's still the eviction moratorium. Um, how do you, how do you kind of look at that when you're buying a single family and you have one tenant maybe doesn't pay for a few months and they're able to, to, um, to not get away with it, but able to basically pass it off to the future for now if there's a moratorium in place. So how do you kind of look at that risk when you're evaluating the single family turnkeys? Right. Well, I mean, fundamentally, just for that aspect of how do you actually handle that particular question that you just addressed, if you only for a moment just focus on single family or even a duplex uh, with tenants in it managed by a turnkey provider, it really comes down to, and that hasn't changed before COVID, during COVID, I don't think it's going to change after COVID, is really the effort you put in and the criteria that you develop to select your tenant. Right. So if and, and I, I love this idea and, and all, I find more and more examples of kind of if you take in your mind the image of a scale and on the one side of the scale is the nicely renovated, high value, high quality, fair price property. And on the other hand of the other side of the scale is how do I balance that? And I balance that with a tenant that meets the criteria, that has a good track record, that has sufficient income and can prove it, that hasn't been evicted, that is known to treat the property well, is not afraid of um, our property managers to give a call to their work and ask them, you know, how is Anthony um, as, as a person? What do we know about him? What, what are his characteristics? 
you do a background check, you do a, a criminal check, you do an eviction check, you do a bank check, all those kind of things. So you have, a, some people might say, excruciatingly long list of criteria, but if you are strict and disciplined with this, or you fo force and, and work with a really good turnkey provider that has that focus on the property management side, then you end up with tenants that again, when you look at the scale, appreciate the value that they get, but they also see this as a stepping stone to ultimately live as owners in a property like this, right? And so if, if you see this, when they say, oh, I can live in a brand new renovated property for a fair price, I can experience how this is. They really see this as a home. And just as a little side note, right now we are at 98.5%, something like that. In the 10 properties that we own right now, in the whole COVID time, and how much do we have now? Seven months or something like that? So that is 70 rental payments. We missed one. One. And why? Because we have that those criteria. We have awesome people living in our properties, but they're not just awesome because they're good people, but they are because they have been selected well. Now, to your point about the difference and the risk, for one, I mean, the eviction risk or, or not being able to evict is massively reduced if the people actually pay their rent, right? So that's not that big of a concern. The quality of people you put in your properties. And then there's also the aspect of not really looking at it short term, right? Because we want to have our tenants long term, right? I, I always think it's a great success if they lived in our property for three, four, five years, and then they find an ability to actually become owners of their own property. Not that we're selling ours, but you know they, they have lived and have experienced this and now they are at the point where their income and their, their behavior has allowed them to actually get their own property. But it's not just renting a place for a year and then when the year runs out, like if you say, okay, I was lucky to rent a property in January and now coming January, I have to be afraid that the tenant is leaving. That for me would be an indication that the quality of the property we're providing is not there. Now, there are some cases where this might be the case, but it shouldn't be financial. Now to the other part of your question about how do you hold this in comparison to um, an apartment complex? For me, there are two things and I teach those things. And, and I know that you, know, you can have multiple different viewpoints, a lot of good arguments for multifamily apartments, complexes, or even some syndication kind of deals. And I think we have good arguments on our side for the, for the residential one to four unit. The main point that I see is that for me, if somebody really wants to make a real estate investing into more than like us, a retirement plan or a way to reach what I call economic independence. And I saw in your description for the podcast that ultimately um, you strive for financial independence. I always say the distinction is economic independence is the point where you can stop trading time for money, financial independence. And this comes from a book from Jim, uh, Jim Collins, um, um, the path to wealth, if you want to look up that book. And he says, the difference is that at financial independence, you have bullshit money, so you can buy the stuff you want, not only the stuff you need. Right? But whether you want to make that distinction or not, for me, the point is in the apartment or multifamily play, uh, space above uh, for you or more than five units, five and more units, is that you are number one in the commercial space. So I believe it's harder to get into unless you already kind of gained experience for a while 
because you're basically dealing with commercial professional investors. And the other part, and I'm not saying this is bad, it's just something you need to be aware of. The other part is that the evaluation, and you're the expert, I mean, I hope I'm saying it right, and if I say it wrong, Anthony, you have to correct me, but from my perspective, the valuation of the property is mainly based on rent roll, right? So I go and say, okay, I have a 50-unit apartment complex, what should it be worth is only partially dependent on where is it and, and how, how does it fit into the neighborhood. It's mainly focusing on how does it perform. Now, there could be huge um, potential in it if you find one that has great potential for renovation and upgrades over time, so you can make it more valuable with very limited or reasonable adjustments in rent from my perspective. But I believe there needs to be a substantial level of understanding of the market, of the finances, of the appraisal process, of all those kind of things to not be taken advantage of or even ever have a chance to, I would call it, win the bidding on a, on, on a project. Right? Because if it's a good project, either because it has high renovation potential or it is a really good performance in the, in the scale again between the property you get and the rent roll you can generate, then lots of professionals want it, right? And so that's why I'm thinking for a novice investor or somebody who doesn't really want to make this kind of almost like a profession, I think the market that we all at least either strive to or have already experienced, and if it's not ourselves, we may have experienced it through our parents who at some point in their life build a house or bought a house and, and we as kids lived in it. Or we actually got a job after college or whatever and got into a location and we looked for a place and we had an opportunity, like I said, like maybe you live in one of Axel's houses for a while and you put money aside and then you buy your own. This is for your personal owner-occupied situation. But that experience, in my view, is more common than putting yourself in the role of the owner of the apartment complex. Yes, you may have lived in an apartment, but knowing what it takes to be the owner of an apartment complex is a totally different ballgame, right? So I believe you have to make a decision. Do I ultimately, and I had to make that decision myself, do I ultimately want to get away from having now 10 and maybe in the future 15 residential, individual, uh, single family, one to four unit properties, or a 10 or 20 unit apartment complex. And for me, um, having absolute full control over every property and having the opportunity to say, okay, I have four in this location and four in this location and the next four will be in a third location, which is kind of hard to do with a 20 unit apartment <laughs> complex, you know? So there are those kind of things, but I'm not saying that one is good, the other one is bad, or you should only do this one or that one. It's just a matter of, how confident are you that you really understand what you're getting into? And I believe it is for me and for the people that, that I invite to be mentored and coached in, in Idea Wealth Grower, it is a little easier, a little more direct to say, okay, I lived in a house, I bought a house, now I'm buying a house as, as an investment. You know? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, very, you know, like you said, I think the key takeaway is is not really okay, multifamily is better than Turkey. They're just different. And yeah. there's different strategies that, you know, each one provides, which I think, you know, actually you bring up great points there. So how can people find you, learn more about, you know, what type of turnkeys you invest in and 
a little bit more about your uh, coaching program that you mentioned. Um, how can people reach out to you? Yeah, like I said, um, about a year ago, I kept, you know, going on podcasts and kept telling people in, in my network about what we do. We meaning like my family and I did and, and all kinds of people said, I didn't know about this, like 1031 exchange. We did a pretty big one selling a property in Santa Barbara and, and getting all kinds of properties in the Midwest. And so we put together basically um, an organization that is called Ideal Wealth Grower. So you can go to idealwealthgrower.com. Uh, for the podcast that I'm going on, um, I'm also always offering something kind of like as a little gift to your audience. So if people go to idealwealthgrower.com forward slash free, you will find that we put together a mindset manual. And if you actually say, I want the mindset manual, it asks you for a coupon code. So the coupon code for this one would be Anthony. Right. So somebody goes there, puts in name, email and Anthony, and then you get the mindset menu for free. And in addition to this, and this is only what people typically find out through podcasts. So it's not just that the manual exists, but when you go to our YouTube channel, which you also find under Idea Wealth Core, then you see a series of videos that basically is a combination, so to speak, to the manual. The idea being, okay, I have the manual, I can print it out, I can open the PDF, but here is like basically one video after the next for each part of the manual that tells me, what do I do? How do I do this exercise? And most of it goes to a lot of people, and I mentioned this, Anthony, when we talked a little bit before the recording, a lot of people live in areas where they say, I can't imagine to get enough money together to ever really be able to purchase an investment property. And I say, well, the mindset manual helps you to get in the right mindset and the education and the information that we provide through our strategy calls and through our mentoring will show you that anywhere between 16 and $20,000, which if you put some money aside from your income, I always say put 10% aside, pay yourself first from any money that comes in and put that in an accumulation account, even though it doesn't give you any interest, then it may take you a year. And you're at that point where you can buy your first property. And if you put more aside, it may even be only like seven or eight or nine months. So 16 to $20,000 is not such a huge amount of money. And if you get your mindset around the fact, like you say with your partner, Anthony, that you really want to reach what you call financial independence or what I call economic independence, that becomes a super strong motivator, right? So I always say, what should be the next step for anybody that may be listening to us here today is go to ideawealthgrower.com forward slash free, get your mindset manual, put in Anthony as the coupon code, and then check out what we do on, we have it on all kinds of social media on our website and so forth. We're writing blog articles every week. We have Instagram posts and stuff like that. And just, you know, become aware of our community and what we do. And anybody who would like to talk to me, I'm always available. Excellent. So go to idealwealthgrower.com, get your free gift, uh, put in the promo code, Anthony, and right. uh, definitely see what, what Axel's up to and um, get as much information as you can, even if, you know, you don't think it's the right thing. That's fine. But definitely just the, the key is to get ed educated. And Axel's done a great job of uh, presenting that information. And um, hopefully you'll benefit from it. So Axel, again, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show. This is Discovering Multifamily Podcast, Episode 70. 
Uh, for those of you who want to reach out to me and learn a little bit more about our show and my company, Red Knight Properties, um, you could simply just go to rednightproperties.com. We have every episode on there from our podcast. And also, if you want to reach out to me to get in touch with Axel, I'm happy to facilitate that introduction as well. So thanks again for coming on the show, Axel. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Anthony. That was really fun, and I appreciate you having me on your show. Excellent. Take care. Thank you. Bye.